even after you shift and it doesn't work out, that's not a loss. It mm -hmm. just means that you have to shift differently for the next yeah. time. Yeah. Right. Um, I, I, there's a book, Rus Russell Simmons' first book uh, that he wrote about when he started Fat Farm, his clothing mm -hmm. line. He said people hated the fact that it was a preppy clothing line. Mm -hmm. And he kept going with it, right? And he tried one thing, it didn't work, he tried one. And he said the one thing why he was successful in it is because he believed in it. And when you believe in whatever it is that you believe in, other people will follow suit. So you just gotta shift differently, even when you don't get that end result that you were hoping for the first time. Right, right. Hey you guys, welcome back to another edition of How Gladiators Are Made. My name is Brittany Noel and I'm a therapist, speaker, and entrepreneur. And I am so glad that you guys are joining me on our quarantine edition. As you guys know, I'm in my home office. We are not at the studio um, because we're all on lockdown right now. Um, but no biggie. I have reached out to some amazing people um, throughout Houston, throughout the world, asking them to come on the show. So this is a great opportunity for us to pick the minds of some brilliant people from afar. Um, however, <laughs> today's guest actually is in Houston like I am. Um, so you guys, welcome to the show, Michelle Smith. She is the shift starter, author, international speaker, trainer, and life coach. Thank you for coming on the, on the show, Michelle. I really appreciate it. Thank you for having me, Brittany. Um, it's a great time uh, to have these discussions. So thank you for being a vessel for uh, other folks who may not know, you know, may just need an encouraging word. Oh, so definitely. I mean, right now is definitely the time for encouraging words. And I, that was the reason why I was like, we need to have her on the show because uh, what you specialize in is exactly <laughs> what people need to hear right now, whether we know it or not. So I'm excited about our conversation, um, but I follow you on Instagram. I follow all of my guests on Instagram. You guys, by now you know I'm a stalker, so. <laughs> it's, all, it's all good. I follow everybody on Instagram. Um, and I know a little bit about you, but I want the audience to get to know you in the fun way. So we always start the show off with some fun, would you rather questions, okay. uh, you know, just to kind of pick your brain on a few things. Okay, so let's fun do it. People always get nervous with the would you rather questions. Now, let's do it. Okay. So, would you rather be able to sing like Whitney Houston or cook like Gordon Ramsay? Sing like Whitney Houston. Really? I know most people probably cook, uh, pick the food option, um, but Whitney, I call her Aunt Nippy, was my idol when I was younger. Really? Um, yeah, so that's one of those childhood stories that they tell at a wedding. Like, I remember when Michelle used to put a t-shirt on her head and sing to Whitney Houston until the tape popped. So I'm by default, I'm always going to go with Whitney Houston. <laughs> yeah, I think, I don't know. That's a hard one for me because I really wish I could cook, like, very well, like how, you know, the gourmet, like, you know, but then I'm like, you you would eat all your food. It, it would be bad. <laughs> so probably, I, I would go with singing. Like with yeah. yeah. No, you know, a good talent that makes us just a little bit of money. You know, you, you yeah. know, both of them make money. I mean, come on. <laughs> and, and the other one feeds you, but um, I'm not really a big foodie, so I guess that's yeah. again by default. I'm always gonna go anything Whitney Houston. I'm gonna go with. So yeah, yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you on that. Okay. Mm -hmm. 
All right. Now, would you rather uh, be bored or too busy? Too busy. Mm -hmm. I I um, I can't sit on my hands if I tried. Uh, which is now interesting with a newborn because I don't even have that option anymore. Right. Um, but yeah, no, idle. If I'm idle, it just will drive me crazy. So I need to be doing something. Um, and if I'm not doing anything, sleeping is my option. But yeah, idle time. And idle time just kind of makes me. I feel like I'm lazy. Yes. Yeah, I feel like like I'm I'm not good for anything, and I'm just lazy. Lazy. So I would prefer to be doing something. And you know what? That is that type A <laughs> personality type. It's like, I would rather be going. I would rather be on. Like, you know, when it's time to relax, I can relax. But then it's sure. like, okay, now I got to get up. And sure. there's a start and end time to the relaxing. <laughs> sure, exactly. So, yeah. And I think during the quarantine, I have just been going from one thing to the next, one thing to the next, like just sitting and I got tired of Netflix because I was like, this is, this is, it just seems so unproductive. I can't do this. And you have to be, you have to like consciously make sure that you are doing something because you really truly can spend hours on the couch or in the bed and the whole day will go by and you don't even realize it. So, yes. Yes. Yeah. Checklists have, have been my friend. Oh, okay. I'm like, what did you accomplish today? What did you accomplish today? Good. So yes, it's it's I have to. It's a must. It's for it's for my own mental health at this point. Absolutely. So, Absolutely. Yeah. So again, thank you so much for coming on the show. Um, and you guys, exactly as her shirt says, the shift. Yeah, the shift to tell us about the shift. What is the shift? So um, the shift was born when um, it was born in the middle of my life falling apart. Let me just put that out there. Um, like I mentioned before, I'm a born and raised New Yorker. I had a very successful career on Wall Street. I did very well for myself. And then this thing called like the Ponzi scheme happened in subprime mortgage and it collapsed and crashed the stock market. And for the first time ever in my life, I was laid off. And I didn't know how to function without a job. Um, I had been working since I was 14 years old. And so it takes a toll on your ego. And I'm a New Yorker, so we're kind of arrogant in a sense. So it's kind of like, oh, I know I can get a job. Well, the problem is in a crashed market, um, supply, if you know general economics, supply and demand, there aren't enough jobs for the amount of people who need them. Right. And so companies were um, saying, hey, you want to work for us? We'll pay you $50,000. And while that might be substantial in another place in New York City, that doesn't work. So um, after struggling to find a job, um, I decided that I needed to do something different in order to get a different result. Um, and so I started looking in other states. I promise you, Brittany, I never thought I would leave New York ever. Okay, really? that, that's my root. I am New York state of mind. It's a blood type. I'm from Brooklyn. So it's just like, I could never see myself anywhere outside of that. Okay. Um, needless to say, I'm gonna fast forward this. Um, I got an opportunity at an oil company here, and I will not say the name, but I'm sure you all, will, if you're a Houstonian, you will know yes. what it is. Um, and they moved me down here, mm -hmm. and then an oil spill happened. 
And I got to tell you, I moved by myself. I picked up, I, I had, at that point, I had lost all my money, all my belongings, every savings account, every piece of buffer that you think you had, yeah. gone, right? Because um, you exhaust everything. And so now here I am in a new place. I knew no one, okay? No friends, no family, just the recruiter who recruited me. And I had to make a decision and decide, should I stick it out? Because mm -hmm. I didn't want to come back to New York for all the people that told me this was a bad idea to move somewhere where you didn't have a security blanket, right. you have no foundation, you have no infrastructure. Um, or do I try and prove everyone wrong? Um, I went with the latter because I'm, I'm more of a risk taker and I'm more of, I have a lot of pride. Um, yeah. and I, I will openly admit it did not, it was not smooth here the first couple of months. Um, and this is where I say the shift was, was born. I didn't recognize that it was a shift until I came out of it. Right. Um, and my situation turned around and I've actually just made my 10 year anniversary here in Houston. Oh. And in 10 years I've accomplished so much, um, I've made way more money than I've made in New York, which, so for anyone that thinks that you're binded to your environment, your situation, that job, I'm here to tell you that is not the case. Um, and I've, I've been able to publish books. I've traveled the world extensively. Yeah. Um, and I'm in just such a good place right now, even on my down days, I'm in a good place. And right. so um, the shift, I, I say that I didn't come up with the word shift. I just give others um, another perspective to look at it. And I say that the shift stands for somehow I'm fully trying. Somehow, somehow I'm fully trying, that. right? Somehow I'm because fully trying. Somehow I'm fully trying because trying is an action. Shifting is a verb, right? So that means you're always moving. You're always, you're always moving the needle. You're not right. staying idle like we just talked about. You're not being stagnant. And the art of shifting is a mental decision to try something different right. to get to a desired goal, Okay. Right. Now, that's not to say it, it, it will work. That's not to say it will be easy. And that's not to say it will be comfortable. Right. But it's, I need to get from here to here. And I tell people, and when I'm coaching my clients, I say, your goals do not have to be extensive. The mm -hmm. goal could be just get through the day. Yes. And just sometimes that is just the goal. Because <laughs> sometimes that is just the goal to right. get through the day. And what do I need to be? Who do I need to be? Who do I need to mentally shift to get through the day? Right. And it doesn't, I just always, this is my blanket statement. This does not mean be inauthentic. This does not mean that you have to change who you are, be phony, be fake. It just means it's a temporary shift to get you where you're going. You still remain who you are to your core. And so that is the shift. And I am the shift starter because I provoke that in you. So if we become friends, which you, now you're stuck with me, Brittany, um, and you tell me something, I am going to provoke you to get yes. that. Okay? Yes. So I start shift. Not, but I start some shift. Okay? Right. <laughs> I love that. Oh, wow. Okay, yes. When you talk about provoking someone into a shift, what goes into that? Okay, so first it's listening, mm -hmm. right? Um, oftentimes, and I'm guilty of it, right? Because I'm a human being. Um, 
we can't see past ourselves. We can't see past our fears, right? And oftentimes, good leaders could see um, your potential, could right. see what you're capable of. Mm -hmm. And so provoking for me is listening to understand what your need is. Mm -hmm. And I'm glad you talked about therapy, therapy, therapist versus coaches because mm -hmm. I cannot diagnose you. Right. I cannot help you with depression. I am, as a coach, simply help, able to help you get to your desired goal, help you yes. navigate yourself. Action you to pivot. I will help you re-strategize and pivot, but I can't. I cannot help you with mental illness or mental um, transgressions that you're you're going through because I'm not certified or educated enough to do so. So. Um, uh, so provoking is literally listening, understanding where the gaps are, mm -hmm. um, understanding where the needs are, where there are holes in your boat, okay? Mm -hmm. Where you are a blocker for yourself, right? Mm -hmm. um, are things, are your, are your goals realistic, right? right. Some, some folks think that they should wake up and the entitlement of it is, oh, this should happen because I am this. No, it doesn't work that way. And there's a little elbow grease in there. Um, and again, if you fail, which 99.9 times I have failed, I am able to help you recover a lot quicker with just some tools and resources and simple encouragement and accountability. Definitely. Would you say that there are common shifts that we kind of all go through or we should expect? Any, and I always say anytime, if you're living a life of mediocrity, if you're comfortable, if you are um, complacent with where you are, I, I tell people, you know, that's not a time where you can expect a lot of shifting to happen. Um, that's more like coasting, <laughs> which is totally fine. If, if that's where you are and that's where you want to be and you love it, absolutely. But for the people like myself, <laughs> who are constantly striving for the next level, constantly striving for betterment, constantly striving for seeing, you know, your highest potential manifested out into the world. You have to expect some shifts. Uh, what shifts would you, would you say that we should expect along this journey of just becoming our best person, best selves? So in my book, where we, which we'll talk about later, um, I actually go over the most common shifts that one I went through. And if you're an adult, you will go through at some point in your life. Okay. Right. And that's shifting through fear. No one is exempt from fear. We are all scared of something. Okay. Right. So we can expect that you, you, you will have to shift through fear. You will have to shift through um, heartbreak. I have yet to find a person who has not had their heart broken before. Okay. Whether, and that's, that's going to be a romantic relationship and that can be a familial relationship. Right. 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 So, so fear, heartbreak, loss of money or in conjunction, loss of a job. Now there are some people who have never lost a job, but there are, most people have lost some sort of money in, right. again, it doesn't have to be the physical cash or mm -hmm. you've lost $20. You have lost money in some capacity that has affected your life, right. um, whether it be for a day or a year or a lifetime, right? right. So I'm um, shifting through a loss of money. And lastly, lastly shifting through getting beyond yourself, getting out of your own way. Yeah, that's the one I like. <laughs> so we love life. to be in our own way. Oh, it's like, ah, no. You getting will, everyone way. does it. Everyone does it. Wow. 
Wow. And, you know, it's like when you say it, it sounds so, so like, oh, of course. But when you're actually going through it, um, and I call them blind spots, when you're going through it, it's like when you're driving your car, you can't really see what's on that left side of you <laughs> until you turn all the way around. And, you know, having a coach or having a therapist is the person who kind of helps you see the full perspective. Um, for in your own life, where would you say that you did the most work in just getting out of your own way, getting out of your own head and moving, removing your own barriers that you may have put up to your success? It definitely was 2010 when I lost the job. Yes, 2010. Um, There's a chapter in my book where I talk about the, I also drove from New York to Texas by myself. crazy. I'm psycho. I just, I want you all to know I help people shift, but I am semi-psycho. Um, and I remember I had hit South Carolina mm-hmm. and it was torrential. You know, that, well, you're from Houston, so you've been in hurricane season. That rain that even your windshield wipers are like, ma'am, I don't, I want no parts of this. I'm just going to go ahead and lay down and stay down. Right. Okay. Doesn't even help. Yeah. So I remember driving and it was raining and I'm by myself and there are tractor trailers to the left and right of me. Now I'm not from the South. So I think you all are used to being on highways and more comfortable. New Yorkers were not. Yeah. And I remember saying, God, if I am not supposed to go to Texas, give me a sign. What happens, Brittany? It pours harder. And like my, my, palm was calloused from holding the steering wheel so tight because I couldn't see but I was also very scared to pull over to the side because I'm like what if another car or a truck veers and then I'm you know yeah I've been in that so I said said, okay God okay I heard you like I kind of heard you all right give me another sign thunder lightning and I'm like okay but I, I there was something in me that said one you can do it and two what do you have to lose mm-hmm. my life and these are questions these are real questions like what do you have to lose right and what 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 would what would be the best thing that happens and so i just kept replaying that replaying that replaying that i'm like Michelle, you got this you got this and i went it was miles before I finally kind of calmed down because I'm panicking at this point right. and I'm still asking God, give me a sign. And he's keep, he's giving me signs and I push through. And do you know, like at, there's like the, it's the border of South Carolina, Georgia, I guess. Mm-hmm. And then the, the rain just stopped and a rainbow. And it sounds very corny lifetime. Oh no, I've, I've seen that, that whole scene before. Cause it happened. <laughs> I was like, okay, well now what is this? okay 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 and that's life right you go through the storm you don't see the end you can't you don't have clear vision you don't even have the grit inside of you to push through right Um, but there is a um there's a meme and it's called seven steps to gold and it's about it's two miners on top of each other like Mm -hmm. a a diamond miners and i think you might have seen it they're both chipping away there's diamonds at the end of the mine right and they're chipping away at it and one part the the bottom um picture he's so close 
and he starts to turn around. around. And the other one has like boulders in front of him and he's chipping and chipping and he keeps going. And that's what it's like. That's what it's like in the middle of the storm. How do you find your ship? How do you even, how bad do you want it? And that's what I ask people. How bad do you want it? Yes. How bad do you want it? You You don't want it bad enough. You won't won't give it the, 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 the juice that it needs. Because there's going to be so many reasons for you to turn around. There's going to be so, so many, <laughs> so many reasons to quit. Um, and these are good reasons, you know, and I, I, tell, <laughs> I tell people like a part of being an intellectual is that we, we can BS ourselves and find the absolute best reasons to not do something. And it sounds so legit. <laughs> it can be the best. Oh, well, that makes total sense. Um, but you have to go back to the why behind, why did I even start this? Like, what, what was what was my reasoning for wanting better? What was my reasoning for, for wanting to see the best parts of me or wanting to, to be fully healed or wanting to, you know, go for the job? What, what was my reason? And for a lot of people, you know, our reasons are all different, but I tell them, until you can answer that question, you will stop every time. Every time. And then, you know what I always say, I kind of, I, I kind of throw this in as like salt in the wound. I'm like, would you like to see the person next to you accomplishing the things that you want to do? Cause how's that going to make you feel? And that usually gets them. They kind of give me this look like, Michelle, did you really? Yes, I did. How would you feel? Oh, that's salt. Oh, that, that hurt Ooh, me. And I didn't salt. even look. I, that hurt me. <laughs> oh, would but you that usually gets them going. That gets yeah. them going. Because it, it, it reminds them of, no, 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 I, I, no, I, I'm not giving up what I wanted. I'm not giving it up. I'm not forfeiting it. Correct. Oh, And wow. don't play small for other people to play big. Because I promise you, there's somebody that's out there that's hungrier than you, that, yes. will, that is relentless and will not stop until they get it. I promise you. Right. I see it. I, I, I'm in HR, um, and I see it every day at work. Yeah, who wants the job? Because there's somebody working twice as hard as you do. Right. Right. And it's, it's like, I tell people, you have to take hold. Like, and, and I call, like, I will, you know, my affirmations, like, I will claim what is mine. Mm-hmm. Like, that it put my name on it. <laughs> that belongs to Brittany. To me. Correct. <laughs> When I take ownership of it, then I can take responsibility for it, you know? And it's, and it's hard for people to kind of grasp the idea of how do you take responsibility of something that, that technically is not yours yet. Yet. Yeah. Yet. But I tell until you take ownership of it, you won't do the work it takes to, to, get to, to make it yours. Yeah. That's absolutely right. Like, you have right. to claim it and, and, and be relentless about it, like you said. That's absolutely right. That is so spot on. Oh gosh, it's it, it's a lot, and I think right now, what would you say this shift is? I mean, for the whole world, what would you say this shift is that we're in? Ooh, this, you know what? I love this time. I'll tell you why. Let me tell you why. I'm, I'm a little different. Every when whenever um, we're on our staff calls and they're they're doing like a pulse check, like how's everyone doing? There are some people who are really struggling. I have some people who are extroverts who are really struggling being inside. I love this time. You know why? Because this time is allowing you, myself, and everyone else to discover who they are. What do you like? What makes you happy? Right. 
What do you like to do? Now, there are, again, there's, there's the other side of that where people are struggling, and I don't want to make light of that. But for the goodness that comes out of this, I'm enjoying it. Now, I get to have this time as a new mom. So there's a whole new Michelle that I'm discovering that I didn't even know existed. Right. Um, but there are other, there are other folks that I talk to that says, you know, Michelle, I've been, um, I've been cooking lately. I've been coming up with new recipes. Great. Do you like it? I absolutely love it. Great. You know, I, there are people that I know that I've gotten laid off. That's now thinking, what do I really want to do? I didn't like the job anyway. I like the job anyway. I enjoy it anyway. What oh. is it that I really want to do when the world opens back up? Or is there something I can do that, that can fulfill a need right now? Right. So it's pro this time is, is provoking a lot of shifts. It's, it's making people answer questions about themselves and their lives that they have been too busy to, do, to address. It really is. And... Um, you know, I, I've always known that I, where my, my full-time job is, like, I've always known I wasn't going to be there. And it's so funny because when I went in, um, you know, and that goes into, like, just shifting in your thinking. But my, for the longest, like, when I was in college, I was like, okay, my goal is to finish school, get a good job, and I'm just going to retire. And, <laughs> you know, I got hired by the government. Um, and I was like, this is perfect. This is great. You know, they, they hire from within. I'm going to get promotions after promotions after promotions. And I'm just going to retire here. I am set. And I finished my internship and my first, I got hired on permanent and I was there maybe eight months. And I remember we had to have like, um, mentorship meetings and I was talking to a mentor and I was like, I can't get stuck here. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what it is. But I cannot get stuck here. There's something, I, this is not it. I thought it was it. I was hoping that this was going to be it because it's so easy. It was so easy. The plan was so easy. I'm like, you can just retire from here. Like they pay yep. you. You have no yep. good benefits. Yeah, you get a good little pension. Mm -hmm. You're set. And I remember being in a staff meeting and I'm looking around at everyone and I'm just like, this ain't it. Like, you, you don't know what it is. But you know, this but it is not, it's not this. It's not this. Yeah. It's not this. I know you want it to be this, and and I, I tell people um, one of the ways in which you will survive your shifts is allow yourself to grieve, because mm -hmm. I have to grieve the fact that this plan that I had in place about kicking back <laughs> and being set for life, I was like, that's not it. Well, dang, you know, like I wanted that to be it. And sometimes we want that relationship. Sometimes we want that. You know, we thought that was a job we wanted. And then it takes life to come in and say, yeah, psych, joke's on you. <laughs> but it also takes courage. Do you know how scary that is to say, this ain't it? And ain't I, it. you know, I don't know your familiar structure, but mm -hmm. everyone's saying, no, that is it. Because they don't know any better. And how dare you stare straight away from the script You're of how life is supposed to be. Mind. You're successful. How dare you? How dare you? My parents were immigrants from Jamaica, so they came with that mentality of you come to America, you keep your head down, and you work. Yeah. Sorry, mom. Sorry, dad. That's that's just not not it for me. Not it. Not it. And it takes courage to voice that, to own it, 
and then verbalize it and say and know that people aren't going to root for you mm-hmm. for for different reasons right mm-hmm. people are going to say like who does she think she is she's dumb why would you give up stability why would you do this when you don't know and that that's hard it that is. is so hard it is because with the shifts oh I, I love that that just popped in my head with the shifts you're going to lose people absolutely I think every major shift in my life required me to lose a relationship. Absolutely. A romantic relationship, a mentor. I was like, yes, like this is, this is part of my support system. The village. Yeah. This is the village. They're going to be here forever. No, no, no. It's so hard because, um, sometimes like when I, when I left home, came to college, um, and I was shifting out of a out of a romantic relationship, like I and I was in Houston with no friends. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, I'm originally from Austin, so I came here just for grad school, and I didn't know anyone. And I remember praying. I was like, God, I just want a friend. <laughs> like I just want a friend, uh, just a friend, um, because in my shift, as I was shifting, and like you said, sometimes shifts the shifts feel like the worst things has happened to you. Like when sure. you're. So like, yeah, this is the worst thing ever. Yep. Um, because friendships are falling away. Family is falling away and you feel like you're losing a lot. And I'm like, I, I wanted to keep something, <laughs> you know, but the best thing that could have happened, the people who replaced the people who left, those. Are the oh, people. oh, oh invaluable, invaluable. Invaluable. I, I, um, I actually, uh, about a month ago, I, I posted that on my IG stories. I was reading an article about when you have a baby, mm. um, all the things that'll be different. And the one line that stuck out to me is the friends that you thought will be there will not. And I cried. And I'm not really? a crier. I'm not really? A crier. No, <laughs> I'm not a cry. I, I have street cred. You know what I mean? And I cried because it was happening to me. Really? It was happening to me. And it, it, you know, it's twofold. Some people can't relate to your journey, whatever that journey is, you know, whether you moved, you went back to school, you started a new job, you've had, a, you started a family. Um, for me, what was happening was I had some friends who had kids young. So the life that I lived in my twenties, their kids are now out of college and they're living it. So we don't, it's, it's reversed. It's different. And then you realize some people don't know how to support you in the space that you're in. Not because they're bad people. They just don't know how. They don't know how. They don't know how. They don't know how. And you have to grant them grace. You have to not saying that, again, it altered the friendship, but um, I don't, I don't love them any less. I just kind of have to manage them in a different lane. Definitely. The dynamics change. Yeah. You know, yeah. And and one of the things that will stunt our growth is trying to hold on to what was instead of yeah. yeah. accepting this is the new normal. Yeah, we, we are we are kind of ingrained to hold on to tenure. Oh, I've been friends with her or him for two since 20 day years. one. <laughs> we've been we've been together since da, 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 since high school. Yeah. But I tell people time is a variable, and just like we blink our eyes, time has changed just that quickly. 
right? Just that quickly. Just that quickly. We have now, we're now another second after the fact. Right. So um, don't hold on to time. Right. Um, hold on to substance, right? Um, and again, no love lost, but hold on to substance. Substance, substance is what's, what, it's intangible, but it's the, the intangible tangible. Right. That is so, so true. That is yeah. so true. Yeah. The, the shifts are necessary, you know? Yeah. And I think we want the results at the end of the shift, but going through it. Whew. And, and I, I talk about this in my book where I say, and even after you shift and it doesn't work out, that's not a loss. It mm -hmm. just means that you have to shift differently for the next yeah. time. Yeah. Right. Um, I, I, there's a book, Russell, Russell Simmons' first book uh, that he wrote about when he started Fat Farm, his clothing mm -hmm. line. He said people hated the fact that it was a preppy clothing line. Mm -hmm. And he kept going with it, right? Be, and, he, and he tried one thing, it didn't work. He tried one. And he said the one thing why he was successful in it is because he believed in it. And when you believe in whatever it is that you believe in, other people will follow suit. So you just got to shift differently, even when you don't get that end result that you were hoping for the first time. Right, right, right. And being willing, being willing. And be willing, be willing. And I tell people, you can survive anything you go through as long as you're willing. As long as you're willing. You just got to be, you ain't got to like it. You, you ain't got to like it. <laughs> you don't have to enjoy it, but you just got to be willing to keep moving through it. Like, and for most things, um, I ask, will you die? Will you die if you tried it? Now, I have tried some things that I could have possibly died. That, said, that, I, that is absolutely. true. That is true. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm a certified scuba diver. I have, I have dived or dove. I never understand, know what the proper tense is for that word. All over the globe, from right. Australia to Asia. And I don't know how to swim. So I can tell you, trying, yes, there was a 99% chance that I could die. Oh, wow. I tried. And now I'm, I'm dives in, okay? And I still right. don't know how to swim. So, if you, and you know what? That, that is, oh, I, listen, you, you got all my brain just going <laughs> right now. Because that is my, it, monumental because I tell people, people they keep waiting to feel qualified to do what they want to do and I, you you're never going to be qualified most of the people out here that we admire they were never qualified never qualified never what qualifies you is your journey like what qualifies you is the fact that you didn't turn in throw in the towel like what qualifies you is what you learn by going through it but you're not gonna start qualified <laughs> And, and the other to add to that is you, I think that you don't have to have all your ducks in a row. So whoever came up with this, you have to have everything aligned and it has to look perfect. I don't, and that's what's in our heads and that's what stops us from getting to the end. And part of shifting is, um, I get the question, how do you know when to shift? And I say, you know, when you get those, um, butterflies in your stomach and you get nervous and you like angst and you like you get all that that is your optimal time to shift that's when yeah. you because know. if you're not feeling any of that then you're comfortable you're comfortable yeah 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 and, and for me it's when i i can't sleep 
it's all I think about. Like um, when I knew it was time for me to start speaking and um, going into my own thing, like literally I would be at work and you know, we have thousand meetings a day. Every meeting from the time I sat down in my chair, I immediately started daydreaming. Mm. <laughs> like immediately and I'm and I'm seeing myself and this is before I even accepted that I was a speaker and I was seeing myself just speaking on platforms and I'm like that's weird because I never wanted it I was like that's that's weird like why why what is this about right um, and I'm like what and it was like every time my brain just shifted and it's like that was your subconscious talking to you and being in tune with that. So good for you. Good for you. Congratulations. Well, thank you. Thank you. It's been, <laughs> it's been a minute. It's been, we've been doing some work. It's been a minute. Um, and we continue to time. Listen to what your brain and your heart is telling you when you're not, when you're not talking. Because we talk all the time and we try to tell our brains and our hearts what we want. And I'm like, sometimes you just have to listen. Yeah. Yeah. And, and also, um, do you find that I think sometimes I'm in conflict. My heart and my brain are in conflict. Um, my brain is logical. Um, that says, no, this just realistically, this doesn't or does make sense. And my heart is like, you only live once, girl. Come on, let's just go for it, right? Let's just, and so those two battle often and yeah. my heart wins most of the time. Yes. Um, but I have, uh, as I've gotten older, I've mm -hmm. developed a way to just have a slight buffer, right? Mm -hmm. um, you can't always have a buffer in, in things that you try sometimes or when your voice speaks to you, but I try to have just a little, a little buffer that if I fall, I don't, I don't break a bone, but I just bruise. Bruising is easier yeah. to recover from, right? Yeah, definitely. Definitely better than a broken bone. Um, I share with everyone that I was once told that I could never have kids. And so that's why I traveled so much because I kind of just thought, okay, well, those are the cards that I was dealt with. Right, right. I'm just going to live my, my, my best life, right? Like it didn't, kids never defined me. Um, wow. I did want, I did want to be married. So I, I also want to be, I like to be transparent because those are things that people don't talk about. They see you on social media, but they don't really know what's yeah. going on behind the scenes. And, you know, I grew up with, I grew up single mom. So I was like, well, if I have a family, I need to be married. And then, you know, I didn't say by a certain age, I just wanted to be married. I just wanted right. to be married. And that is not the order that it went in. Really? No, that is not because I, I didn't, they told me that I couldn't have kids. So when I found out that I was pregnant, I said to my boyfriend, I was like, this isn't real. Like, this isn't dead. I, at that point, I was 37 years old. I've never been pregnant in my life. Really? Okay, so first of all, you don't even look 37. Okay, first okay. of all, let's go there. Uh, <laughs> I didn't want to get, really? Yeah, so I'm like, this, this, how is this possible? Um, lesson to me, um, and this is why I share it, you cannot plan everything. You cannot. And what's that saying? You want to make God laugh? Make plans? Tell him, yeah, tell him your yeah. plans. You cannot plan. And I literally feel like I've kind of planned my whole life, like up until that point. And so that was the biggest shift for me recently because I had to pivot from, oh, I don't have control right. over how this goes now. Wow. And also, I also cannot be selfish to myself. Let's be honest. 
people aren't that talking is a about shift. <laughs> people aren't talking about it, right? It's that is a shift. It's a major shift. Cool. That that when you go from having to just worry about you and what you need and what you want, what makes you happy and my goals and everything. And now I have to consider a family. Oh gosh, that is a shift. And that, and that needs to be talked about more. And I think yeah. that there are women that feel bad to say that I was selfish. No, you know that, and that's what I encounter a lot with um, when I when I work with women is they hide the shame behind the fact <laughs> that they are not able to be who they used to be or be. Yeah, like marriage and family is it's it's a great thing. It's a blessing. Yes, however. However, it does require a level of sacrifice and a level of um, self selflessness in order for it to thrive. And yes, that means that you do go on the back burner a lot of the times. And you everybody do. isn't happy about that, but they're scared to say that. Yeah, and I, it's balance, right? There are days where I have really good days and I love, I know to don't get me wrong, I love, 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 love my baby. Right. But there are days where I sit back and I, and I go, well, and, and again, how we started this video, I said, I, you know, when you reached out to me, I, it kind of sparked me like, oh yeah, I forgot I had this whole passion before this baby. Right. Yeah. And, and you kind of got the battery back in my back. So thank you. Thank you for that. Um, so yeah, I, I want I want to be able to have other women see women just like themselves and we're all going through something we're all fighting a battle um there's good days and there's bad days there's days that i don't want to shift i just yeah. don't want to don't want to i just want to stay in my brattiness and i just want to be stubborn and i don't want to yes. and that is okay yes that resistance okay. is normal it's normal but for the good days oh i celebrate your wins yeah. even the small wins like I, Today, we are going to celebrate that my baby is, has napped this whole time because I have asked him, please, so that mommy, I mean, my boyfriend's in the living room, but I'm like, please, so that mommy can get through this interview and he is still asleep. Small wins. I will celebrate it. Hey, I'll take it. Right. <laughs> uh, this conversation has been amazing. Um, I'm so happy that you were able to do it because I know um, having a newborn in the middle of a pandemic is <laughs> is not easy so i thank you um, no thank you <laughs> thank you again thank you for being the vessel um for to spread messages and have other voices be heard um, um your rewards will come um through that so thank you and i just want to if you don't mind just remind people that i did write a book it's a quick book it's less than 100 pages and it's called the invisible chameleon and it's changing your colors, shifting, and reaching a desired goal. And I talked about a lot of the book here. Um, yes. There's even a little workbook in the back that will get you provoked. Um, and I'm really proud of the book. It, it still sells. And I wanted it to be a pull-down book for whenever you need to yes. remind yourself how to shift. Oh, and, and, and I made it so that people could read it and say, oh, yeah, I've been through that. Oh, yeah, I felt that. You know, it's relatable, it's honest, and um, available on Amazon. And uh, follow me at the Shift Starter. At the, is that your IG, Instagram? Everything. Everything. The Shift Starter. Everything. Awesome. Is the shift I love starter. that. Yes. 
Yeah. So tell me, what, who are three gladiators you think I should um, invite to be interviewed? So one of them would have to be Christy Staples of um, uh, Hire, Get Launched. Um, and um, what she does is she helps small businesses um, get started. Right. Because most times people don't even know how to get started. Right. The second person would have to be um, Candace Renee. Uh, Candace is my friend who is an actress out in LA. And so it's interesting to um, talk with her right now in a pandemic because there no one's shooting movies and so on and so forth. But Candace did get her master's in um, um, social work and she was supposed to be a therapist or a doctor I think her family wanted her to be a doctor and she was steadfast on being an actress and um, she talks about being a single mom and pursuing acting in LA and a friend of mine um, actually he's my guy best friend he's in New York he's a father of two I would have to choose him and I and I say that because I think that there are other men out there that would really love to hear yeah, that I want to hear that. Yeah, uh, that you never said his name. His name is Khalif. I'm sorry. His name oh, is Khalif. <laughs> <laughs> so yes, thank you so much, you guys. Um, I hope you have enjoyed this episode of How Gladiators Are Made. Like I said, the quarantine series is making things possible. So I'm definitely reaching out to those gladiators. Um, and yes, if you guys like the video, make sure that you subscribe to the YouTube channel. Uh, comment below. Tell me what you like. Tell me who you want me to interview next. Until then, I will see you in our next episode of How Gladiators Are Made. If you like this last episode of How Gladiators Are Made, then please leave me a comment below so I'll know what you guys like. And most importantly, who do you want me to interview next? Make sure that you comment, you subscribe, and you share this video with everyone that you know needs to level up in this season of their life. Stay tuned for our next interview series of How Gladiators Are Made.